Every week we chat to ex-players, supporters and invited guests here on Belmont Banter. Welcome to the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC, whose main club sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. Hello again, everyone. And today we've got, uh, well, a real character, really, in Dave Gear. And I've got to say something about Dave. If I was to describe what Dave was like as a player, I would say committed. And that, that means that he could be a bit of a rascal, but he was more of a player than you think because if you look at him as just a committed ball winner no he was more than that and you you fancied yourself as a bit of a player didn't you Dave? Well I think so Tony yeah I think I was more than a, a ball winner yeah yeah definitely other people might not think that but you know it's <laughs> it's what I think yes I agree totally agree totally agree now Let's start at the beginning, where you very first got involved in football, because I, I obviously know you from Whitstable Town, and I thoroughly enjoyed watching you play, and so must a lot of other people. And you, you know, you've got a good few mates, um, you know, around that have been around the clubs a lot. Tell us where you very first started playing football. When I first started playing, Tony was um, in getting involved in football was like anyone else on the park yeah. with a couple of couple of jumpers on the on the park and playing with your friends and mates and you know what I mean and your brothers and and whoever wanted to join in you know because that's all we had to do then it was it was and you're an Elsham lad aren't you yes 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 I'm an Elsham lad I went to school in Elsham and um it was great there's a lot of good football players come out of that village a hell of a lot you know and they've played for the Kent League clubs and Southern League clubs, you know, and I'll name a few of them as we go along. Yeah, that's good. You know, and, and they it's, it, it was a good village for sport, Tony. Not only football, rugby as well. You know, it was a committed place because it was a coal mining area. Well, I'm glad you mentioned rugby because I've got a connection with Aylsham. My uncle, Jack Lockerbie, he was one of the, I don't know what they called him down the pitch. Jack! Uncle. You don't know Jack, do you? Yeah. Goodness me. Jack, yes, because I worked down the pit. I worked down the pit, you see, Tony. Oh, my goodness me. Now, people are going to think this is set up, but it's not. That is so fluky. No, no. You know Jack why Lockerbie, suddenly... he was a deputy. That's it, a deputy. You know why I suddenly threw that in? You were talking about football and you said about rugby. Now, when I was about seven or eight, we used to go over to Jack's for a bit of a holiday. My mum and dad would take us yeah. over to Alsham, leave us there for two or three days, and then come and pick us up. And that was the very first time I ever saw rugby played. There was yeah. no there was no rugby in, in the area here, which to all anywhere else. It was just in Alsham. Yeah, it, wow. it's a great place. To, it was a great place to be then, you know, and once once the pit closed in 1987, yeah. you know, sport, sport started to deteriorate. Oh dear, how strange yeah, is that? Yeah, it is, Tony, yeah. You know, Jack. Right, yeah. okay, well, it's... It's a small world. It's a very small world. It's a small world, mate. Yeah. What club yeah. did you actually play for in Alsham itself? I know you went sort of well, like schoolboy stuff and jumpers for goalposts. When you started playing? Well, I played... My first ever game was at Snowdown. Because I used to go and watch Snowdown when, when I was 11, 12, 13. And I think Dougie Bosson was the manager when, yeah. when I used to go and watch. And there was players like Peter Hookingall, Alan Freeman up front, 
uh, Graham Oxman yeah. in the middle of the park. Then you had Freddie Doncaster, Malcolm Peelbeam. And it, it was just a good club, you know. And they was all from Dover, Canterbury, you know. Peter Rook, what a goalie, you know. Um, I would go on to Peter when because I played with Peter at Dover, but we we talk about that when I get there. Yeah, okay. You know what a goalie Peter was, brave. Right. You know, he was brilliant. And then they were short one day. I was fourteen, and they were short, and they took me up to down the side, and um, they said, you know, go and play on the wing, Geary. You know, I said, yeah, okay, and I'll tell you what. It what an experience, but one thing I got kicked a bloody hell. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got kicked all yeah. over the park, yeah. but I was only fourteen. Yeah, but that's where it all must have must have started for me, Tony. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's but, a learning curve. Uh, that, it? that was a good that, that was a good good introduction to Kent League football. Yeah, good, good. You were the four, fourteen when you had your first experience of it. When did you start getting a regular yes. place then? Well. I played for the under 16s and we won the Folkestone League Cup. And from then I I left Snowdown to go to Dover. I was mainly in the youth team and the reserves, and I had a couple of um games in the first team in about 1992, uh sorry, 82, 83 season. And then I went back to Snowdown after that. And then I had, what, three good seasons there. And and that's... And then we played Thanet United. Oh, oh, oh. Thanet United. Yeah, Thanet United. And the manager was uh, my old mate Jimmy Ward. Um, you know, and we beat them. They were, I think they were about second and we were about fourth in the league. It was, it was a good game. We beat them, I think. I don't know what the score was, but afterwards, Jimmy was giving it all this and that to me and that and everything. And we had a little bit of a fallout. And after the game, you know what I mean? Nothing, nothing went on after the game. About four days later, Jimmy phones me up. Hey, Geary, do you want to come and sign for Thanet United? I said, yes, Jim, I would. And they put seven days in for me. And uh, I went over to Thanet uh, United with Jimmy. He's a lovely bloke, Jimmy. i got a lot of time for Jimmy. You know what I mean? I know he's vocal and all that. And I think I am as well. <laughs> so that's I think that's how we got on. But Jimmy, Jimmy really got me involved at a higher level. Yeah. You know, good bloke, Jim. I like Jim. He knows and, how to win uh, games. I thank him for that for taking me from Snowdown. Sorry, I say he knows how to win games, doesn't he? Uh, yes, yeah, he, he knows his players, Jim, and he and he has some good players in the reserves. Johnny Love, Carl Scrivos, you know what I mean. He, he has some good players that he pushed on towards the first team at Thanet, you know. And I must have played what four or five, maybe six games in the first team, uh, sec uh, reserves. We were training on a Thursday and Johnny Wickens, who was the Thanet United manager then, called me one side. He said, Dave, said, um, Jimmy said about, you know, I th you know, I think you could be a, a good asset to us in the middle of the park. And uh, I said, right. He said, I want you to play for us on Saturday against Dover in the FA Trophy. Yeah. I said, 
yeah, okay. You know, so I turns up there Saturday and Bobby Wilson was suspended and I took his place. And, and that was my first, well, Southern League game, as a, you know what I mean, then, as you would call it. But it was a trophy game. And uh, it was a good experience playing with people like Ricky Fusco, you know what I mean, Norman Fusco, Terry Norton, Dave Carr, you know, all good players, you know, uh, brilliant players. And I learned my trade with them. Yeah. You know, especially... You know, later on, I played with Bobby Wilson, who was suspended. You know, he taught me a lot because we were paired up in the middle <laughs> of the park. He was he was about the best player I ever played with, Bob. You know, he he was he was a good player, brilliant player. I must have played about twenty games after that, and then bless his heart, John Wickens died in in Spain, and Jimmy took the reins. For a few games with Bob Bob Wickens, John's brother, and um, Norman Fusco took the reins then. After that, in eighty five, eighty six, he got the players in from Folkestone, like Frank Ovard, Neil Cugley. You know, we had some good games. You know, I've played with some good players, yeah. Tony. You know, and they, and you learn off them. Definitely. You know. And you learn a lot of them. You know, they give you a rollicking. If you've done something wrong, you took it. Not like today. If you give someone a rollicking, you don't see them no more. They were good times. One weekend, we stayed away. And we were playing Andover. And we beat Andover 2-0. We were at Salisbury, who were top of the league. And Dover was second. We all went out. And Norman Fusco said to us, Right, lads, I want you in bed early tonight. Big game tomorrow. We're fourth. Souls we're top. Dover a, a second. So it's a really big game. Uh, anyway, he said, we all sat down at, around the table. Had, had, uh, had something to eat. Pat Hilton comes down, all suited and booted. Right with his tie. Put, put, his, put his tie in the belly suit. He sulked. He sulked and went out. You know what I mean? Didn't see him all night. He was sulking. You know, Pat Pat was a great player, but he did sulk. But lovely player, Pat. Anyway, he was in this bar drinking and, and that, and time went by. All the lads started to go. Because Norman said, come on, got to be in by 10 o'clock. Me and Bob went, no, nah, we're not going, Dave. We go to the toilet. We're right up, and then we come back out. Anyway, we, we got drinking and... And drinking and drinking. Before we know it, it was two o'clock in the morning. And we'd had a skinful. Anyway, we, he said, come on, Dave, we'd better go home. Walking home. We couldn't find the hotel. It took us ages. And I think we got in about three o'clock. All the doors were locked. We couldn't get in. And we had to wake them up. So we, we woke them up, got in. And it was a 11 o'clock kickoff the next morning. Anyway, me and Bob, me and Bob were a right state the next morning. Anyway, we goes to Salisbury and we draw to all. And I tell you what, I know I had a skin full of beer, but I had a great game. You know, the adrenaline, the adrenaline kicked in. It was, it was a good game, good week, good. It was a good weekend. But that's that's what you need in football. Yeah. We enjoyed it. 
playing with people like Frank Hovard and Neil Cugley, you know, Dave Carr, you know, Pat Hilton. It was brilliant. Anyway, on the way home, I was sitting on the couch. I couldn't stop moving. Something was burning in my trousers. Oh, what the hell's that? What the hell's that? Anyway, I couldn't sit still, Tom. Honestly, and I had to pull my pants off. You know what I mean? And I, what they'd done, they put DP in my pants. <laughs> and I could, I could not get it off. You know, it was there for three and a half hours until I got home. Yeah. You know, it, 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 that's what the lads used to do then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Have a laugh and a joke. But no, I had I had some good good uh, season at Margate, and um, I'll tell you who, who started there was Mark Monday. Oh yeah, Mark, I know Mark. He started about sixteen seventeen, and he got into the first team, mm-hmm. Mark. And we played Woken in an FA Cup game. We drew at home one all, and. Uh, we had a replay on a Tuesday night. Lovely lad, Mark. He scored this hell of a goal from 25 yards out. And I was right behind it. And it shot into the top corner. And, you know, for a player of a 17, cool. you know, to strike a ball like that. And he ended up going a long way in football, Mark. Yeah. You know, a good player. I liked him a lot. And uh, we won the game 2-0. And then we played Bogner in the fourth qualifying round. And the FA Cup draw was drawn the night before. And whoever won that game had Torquay United away, who was in the fourth division then. Well, we turns up there. There must have been, I don't know, five, eight hundred people watching at home. We got hammered. <laughs> we got hammered 4-0. Oh. You know, uh, but it's the experience, Tony. You know, Absolutely. I enjoyed my I enjoyed my football at Margate. Yeah. You know, I didn't score many goals, but, you know, the best goal I ever scored at Margate was an own goal. Joe Radford, Joe Radford um, was in goal and we was playing Hastings and we were 3-1 up, about 10 minutes to go. I hit this ball from 30 yards out and it went into the goal over his head and everyone's going, what are you doing? I said, if we couldn't stop that, you know, there's something wrong with him. Yeah, you know, but anyway, I guess in the change rooms, we won the game 3-2 and Norman went, can I have a word? He said, yeah. He sat me down in front of all the lads and gave me a right rollicking. He did. He's, my feet didn't touch the ground. But it, it was it was an experience, good experience, Tony. And then I, Norman released a lot of players. And Norman resigned because of money trouble at Margate. And then... The players sort of dwindled away. Graham Graham Knight coming for me, the ex uh, right back at Gillingham. I mean, he came in for me and Bobby Wilson, so we went over to Canterbury. We played like with players like Neil Scott from Canterbury, Steve Luckett, you know, Billy Plews, Dave Limstrom, yeah, um, John Brooks, all local talent, local boys, yeah, you know, from Dover, Canterbury. You know, all local players. They've been. And um, Graham was there for a, uh, for a year. He didn't do too well. Um, so they got Elf Bentley from Dover. And Elf is from Elsham. He went, yeah, Elf was a great bloke. 
he, he had a lot of knowledge in football. He, he's been involved with Coventry. He was at Dover. He's managed Canterbury. He's managed Folkestone. You know, he's a great manager. Anyway, he calls me in the office. He said, all right, Gary, he said, I want to sign you. I said, yes, Elf, I want to sign for you. And we signed, he signed um, Billy Plews. Good centre-half, brilliant player. Uh, Kevin Hudson was in goal. And he just kept the nucleus of players what Graham had and got rid of a few. And he brought Roy Ayer in that was at Dover when I was at Dover. Roy, I got a lot of time for Roy. Another nice bloke. They were a good combination together. Roy was the brawn and the fists, as he, you know, he looked after you if you'd done something wrong. And then Elf was the bloke, you know, talking the tactics. Yeah. And they worked well together. And we went halfway through that season, nine games, ten games unbeaten. And it, it was a good, good, good time for Canterbury. They were a well-supported club then, Canterbury. Well, not really. No. <laughs> no, we used to. No, we used to get about fifty supporters, Tony. I thought they had. A, yeah. I thought you. That was about, that. They had a spell when they were, you know, pretty well supported, but obviously not then. No, no. It was it was when the dog track was going round it, you oh. know, and. No, in, but that was about 1990 and 91. Yeah. Elf um, and Roy, we played Tottenham in a, a testimonial for Dave Lindstrom because he'd been there a few years. And off goes up for this ball. Whack! It goes. I goes on the floor. I get up. I wobble around. Billy said, you've got to go off, Geary. I said, nah, nah, where's the ball? Where's the ball? He said, Geary, get off. I said, what do you mean, get off? He said, you're cut. I said, what do you mean I'm cut? I don't know, I put my head, hand on my head, and you know, like a golf ball goes on a green, and the indentation. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's what it was like. The, my, my, my skull was went inwards, and I fractured my skull against Tottenham. And I goes off, and I was out for three months. And um, I got back in about... November time. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. And I weren't the same player. I, you can understand that. You know, I was a bit, you know, oh, I ain't going to go in for that, yeah. Edda. Yeah. You know, I stood back a bit. But it all come back eventually. Yes. It did. And then Elf left and Roy took over. That was a good good season when Roy took over. We had... I must have had four four years at Canterbury, but I've got a lot of time for Roy. Yeah, you know, he might be a hard man, but I tell you what, what a kind heart he's got. He used to tell us some stories. What he used to get up to, you know, he used to, you know, do this, do that, you know, on the football pitch. But what a great bloke! I've got a lot of time for Roy yeah. and Elf, you know. And then I moved from there to Ashford. I didn't know who to choose from because Gary orders from Gravesend phoned me up. I, that, I thought that was too far to go, you know, three times a week. Margate come in for me. So I chose Ashford with Cugs and started to play well. Club captain, played well, had a few good games, played about 15, 15 games for Ashford with Peter McRobert and Lee McRobert mm -hmm. and Scott. 
you know, they all, all, all the family play together at Ashford. You know, there's good players then. Pete McRobert, oh, a good lad. Yeah. He, played, he must have played 800 games for Ashford. I left Ashford, and it's the worst thing I've ever done. I think they they had money trouble, Ashford, at the time. And I left to go to Margate. So I signed for Lee Smelt and Mark Weatherly. And I wish I hadn't, really, because Mark and Lee, Lee went. And then I had a horrible six months there for Margate. They released me. Wayne Godden, who was a Wichita manager then with uh, Krabby, they come in for me. And that's where I met Bruce Smith. And what a man Bruce was. Lovely guy, isn't he? You know, a lovely guy. There's not many of them about. He was Mr. Whitstable, wasn't he? He really Bruce. was, yeah. Really was. And um, he said to me, call me up. Like, he said, Gary, you're not going to get sent off today, are you? You know, because I had a reputation of getting sent off, Tony. I know. You know I've seen you, you know, and times. It, it's the way it is. You know, the adrenaline gets older, doesn't it? Yes. You know, and uh, I had... I think when we were there, I think we won the Hearst Midweek League Cup, I think. I think you're right. Jeff Record was there. Jeff, he went on to be a Herne Bay manager, I think, after that. And and then, you know, we had a good good spell of with Crabby and Wayne. Wayne left. But at the time, Whitstable had a good youth section then, coming through, like, like uh, Jacko, you had um, Drake Scott, you know, which is he was a good player. He could have gone far if he if he put his heart in it. You know, what I mean, if he worked at it, he would have gone a long way. But his left foot was brilliant. He was up and down that left wing, and he played left back. He, what a, what a great player! Yeah, Jimmy Pickard coming in. You know, the, the, you know, good players like that. I left to go to. Folkestone. Went to Folkestone for a season. Darren Hare, he left, so I left. And then Dougie Bossom took over Whitstable again. So I, I come back to Whitstable to play. And like Lee Bossom was there and Gary Miller. Malcolm Pilgrim's lad, he was there. You know, it, it was a good time. Then Dougie, Doug, Dougie had a good time. He did. There. I like Dougie. Yeah, you know, good manager, been around the leagues. Yeah. He managed Deal, I think he managed Snowdown, and he managed Folkestone for a little bit, I think. But yeah, but no, I've played for, with some good players, Tony, and I've enjoyed my football. Well, I might have been at a lot of clubs. I enjoyed it. You always you know, play with not, a smile on your face. Yeah, not be, not because the way I was, you know, on the park, no one wanted me. It was just because other clubs wanted me, if you see what I'm saying. I do. So I went there, went there. You know, it, it were good times. Today, I think there's too many players, good local players, playing in two different, too many leagues. Yeah. And I think that's why Whitstable are suffering, Herne Bay and Folkestone, Dover. You know, I think they're all suffering because you've got to bring players from other areas to play and pay big money for them. Where if you had local football players... You just pay them expenses. I I think that all of these clubs and managers and chairmen they're always chasing the next big thing. So if a, if a yeah. player gets talked about, 
and they all yeah. go, oh, so-and-so's, he's having a good season, he's having a... So they all go chasing him, and all of a sudden, instead of paying someone, you know, pocket money, all of a sudden yeah. the lad's comes out and he wants silly money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All we got was expenses, you know? And, um, you know, I find that if you played local lads, not gone up that league, you would have to crowd through the gate, you could be winning that league maybe three or four times, you know, and you'll have the crowd coming in, you know, and, and that's what, what local football rules about. Dave, the other side of the argument that always gets thrown at me is if they're good enough, we'd play them. And that's what they always say. They, they always come back with that argument. If a local lad's good enough, he'd get in the team. If they're not, then we'll have to get them in from elsewhere. Now, I can hear well, in my head countless different managers saying that to me. No, I, one player doesn't make a team, does it? No, it doesn't. You know, it's like me when I first started. I was a young lad playing with Freddie Doncaster, Malcolm Pilbeam, old stalwarts like that, and, and going and watch old when Dougie Bosson was manager at Snowdown. Yeah. If you, like Bobby Wilson taught me a lot. If if you've got players like that in your side, you learn. It doesn't matter how good you are. It just doesn't, and, and, it, and it brings the best out of you. You know, play well done, Geary. You know, well done for that, you know. Yeah. And you're only 16, 17. Now, that was your second spell at Whistable. Where did you yes. move on from there? Well, I think I went to, was it Deal? I think I went to Deal. They had a good side. Deal did. And Dave Dad signed me in 94, 95. I think we won the Kent Senior Trophy. And we played Folkestone at Crabble. There was about 1,000-odd people there. And I think we drew two all, or one all, one all or two all, and we beat them on penalties. You know, but they had some good players. Like yeah. Spencer Creedon was in goal, Paul, Cur Paul Curitan at the back, Colin Gilmore. They called him Chopper Harris, you know, because he's, you know, he, he used to get stuck in. Stiggy Meadows, you know, players like that, all all lads from Deal. Yeah. But it just shows you, if you've got local talent like that, they go and win a trophy. If you bring people in from from a from afar, all they're interested in is the dollar, as you would say. They're not interested in in winning things. They're all interested in getting the money. That's very. You know, it just shows. Very it just shows you if you bring local talent in and play for your local club, you will win things. Not all the time. It's a good good good, good thing for the club. And then from from there, I went to Hythe from Deal. And then I had four, maybe five, four years at Deal, uh, four years at Hive, sorry, with Lino, Andy Bigginton, my old mate Gary Miller again. Everywhere I meant went Gary. Gary, Gary was there. It he seems was, like we teamed up together, but it wasn't like that. Gary was at Whitstable, wasn't he, Gary Miller? Yes, Gary was. Yes, yeah. Gary was at Whitstable with Dougie and me. Um, Gary was at Margate with me. Um, it just seems we followed each other, but we was all Elsham lot. All the Elsham lads went there, went there. It, it, it looked like that, but they were good players. We played at Hythe and then Lino went and me and Gary Miller took over the reins for a few games. Wow. I was player assistant and he was player manager, uh, but it didn't work out because uh, we was too, we was too uh, vocal, me and Gary, you know what I mean? Because we learnt off Elf and, and Roy Air, you know, and other managers at that time. And the lads didn't like it. So the club said, well, we're, we're going to bring Paul Fisk in, and which they did. And me and Gary went off. 
and I went back to Deal. And that's where I finished my career at Deal, about four or five years at Deal, uh, mainly for the reserves. I was player coach and that helped, helped the lads out there. I didn't coach anymore and just started playing. And I finished, I think it was about 2009, I finished playing. You went on to? And I went on to coach Dover youth side, under 13s. And then it went up to under 16s. And uh, that was good. That was an experience. But but I had a good gang of lads that come from under 13s to under 16s. We didn't win anything. But I always used to say to them, go on there with a smile, come off with a smile, you know, just enjoy your football. And that's what it was all about, Tony, enjoying your football. Well, that's, that's enjoyment, you, whether you win or... Yeah, that's why you kept going for so long. Go on, Tom. That's why you kept going for so long. Yeah. That's why you've had so many different clubs, because people wanted you. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's what it. That's what it's all about. And, but I just don't know. There's too many leagues, Tony. Too you many know, leagues. You know, I want to qualify what I just said, because I've seen some very, very good players at town and other clubs, of course. And some of these youngsters really have got it. And the ones that have got it, they stand out like a sore thumb. They're the ones that will go, if they lose yeah. the ball, they're the ones that will run 20, 30 yards to get it back. There's others that they'll lose the ball and they're just yeah. hands ago on their shoulders or they're dropped down by their yeah. thighs and they're just, head goes down. Work, you've got to work. And that's what it was all about. Well, you've got to work as, a, as an 11, as an 11, not nine. Not ten, not seven. You got workers eleven, you know, and they don't now, you know. Um, I find I, I I go and watch, I go and watch lower level, and I don't like it. Don't like it at all. No, it's not the same, is it? You know, I I, I walk out. I walk out after ten minutes. You know what the game's going to be like? It's either going to be ten nil to the one team or a nil nil draw. Well, Dave, I, tell I don't you like what, football now. I've got. To I don't say, watch it on telly. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, what football is all about is meeting players like Stan Corza, who was at Snowdown. Mr. Snowdown, they used to call him. And Physio, he used to do everything. Meeting people like him. Elf Bentley, yes. you know, what a man he was. Roy Hare, there's not many people like Roy Hare about. That's very true. You know, Tony Patterson, who was, when I first met Tony, he was at Dover. And then he ended up at Whitstable. Bless, you know, bless lovely, him. Lovely, and then you've got Bruce man. Smith. Yeah. Bruce as well. Then you've got Bruce Smith. Yeah. What a lovely man. Clubs like that have always got a Bruce Smith, haven't they? They've always they got a Bruce Smith. They have. Bob Harrop. I met Bob Harrop at Dover. What a lovely man he was. You know what I mean? He played for Margate and he played professional football. Bob used to come at me and talk to me and people like that. You don't meet people like that. And you learn a lot from those, don't you? Yeah, then people are not about no more. You know, I think the reason being is because the football is not like it used to be. Talk and up. the old players like myself, Bobby Wilson, Frank Yeovar, they don't go and watch football no more. Anyway, thank you, Tony. Well done, Dave. I really enjoyed it. It's been brilliant, mate. Well done. Thank you very much, Dave. That's, you, Cheers, buddy. Thank you. And I'll see you at the Belmont. That'll be brilliant. Yeah. I'll see you at the Belmont. When this is all over, get down the Belmont. Take care, mate. Cheers, Dave. I'll have 10 pints of lager. <laughs> Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. They are providers of optical fibre services to the telecoms industry, specialising in optical fibre provision, local and long haul.
We offer a full turnkey solution to our clients throughout London and the south of England. Contact us through the website for more details. Your host, Tony Rouse, every week on Belmont Banter for news about local football in Kent and beyond. I do hope that you've enjoyed today's episode of Belmont Banter. Don't forget there's a new episode out every week which comes out on a Sunday night, early Monday morning. And you can leave your suggestions for a guest to invite at the end. And leave a like and don't forget to pass it on to all your mates. Cheers. <laughs>